Alrighty. Well, peace, everyone. Welcome to the Naturally Lit Podcast. First off, thank you for listening in. And thank you to these amazing women sitting next to me. Um, how are you guys doing today? Wonderful. We out here trying, girl. I was about to say, we got the the default answers. Good, wonderful. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. It's just that brunch. I'm struggling. They had good mimosas. I'm happy to be here. I'm trying my hardest not to cough right now. So, Oh, yeah. It's pollen season. Girl. Girl. I try to to get far away from you as possible. It's fine. (laughs) But you can sit right next to me. (laughs) Kaz already took that spot over there. (laughs) Well... Let's go ahead and get into, into introductions. Um, Nia, do you want to start us off? Sure. Hi, my name is Nia Prenti. Um, I am 25 years old, and oh, I've okay. been natural for um, since on the beach. <laughs> I've been natural since 2014. Yeah, okay, 2014. Come on, Okay, okay. And what's going on? And, and that's a good point. What's going on with your hair now when when you give your introduction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's currently braided down for weeks. Oh, nice. Because yeah. I'm really lazy um, natural. So. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Janae Butler. I am uh, one of the features on this podcast. I don't know. what What do you want us to you know what, your name, a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, originally. Um, <clears throat> I've been in Dallas for about two years. I am, I don't know if we're going to get this video out, but if you guys get to see, your girl is three years into the lock journey. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Uh, I've had a long, extensive um, experience with being natural. Started with shaving all of my hair off mm-hmm. in 2013, I think realizing that my hair was super damaged because of like a few cultural things that I was brought up on Mm -hmm. like growing up you know uh so I figured out that I don't like hair maintenance which is how I got to where I am now your girl got a little hang time meaning you can't tell me you feel me um so uh I'm gonna be your dreadhead friend on this your podcast here today so question yeah what's the difference between locks, locks and dreads, dreads, dreads it's the same locks. shit it's just terminology <laughs> we'll talk about that we'll get into it but uh it's the same thing tomato tomato um but yeah i'm really happy to be here um i am i work in the tech world as all of us you'll find out soon <laughs> enough uh so um i'm really happy to be a part of this podcast and you know talk about the the yays the nays the woes the highlights the toes, the toes, the toes, the toes, everything. Gotta talk about the toes. You can't forget the toes. They better be all white this summer. Okay, all summer nineteen. You Um, so I'm Cass Stewart. I am originally from the D.C. area. Moved up to Dallas about two years ago, and I am currently. Well, I'm natural. I've been natural for about four, five years now. Um. I don't really do much with my hair, so I'm trying to figure out. Girl, look, brag on it. Look, <laughs> hold on, real out. quick. My my new hashtag for 2019 is start wilding. Mm-hmm. So hashtag mm-hmm. start wilding and tell me about this beautiful fluff of hair on your head. And wilding. Baby hairs. Girl, wilding. don't ever. Don't ever. Let's not act like Cass don't got lymph, okay? She got oh, lymph. Girl, <laughs> playing. All right, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, what to do with oh, it. Oh, she's so humble. I know. <laughs> but as you guys can all see, we're all in different you know, yeah, yeah. Everybody pictures when yeah. it comes to our hair, and mm-hmm. and I, 
I asked you guys to come because of that specifically. Like, Janae, I remember I saw you post something on your Instagram where it was like a timeline of your hair. Oh, girl. And brutal. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, she would be perfect for this conversation because you guys have seen how other people have interacted with you with mm-hmm. different hairstyles, mm-hmm. um, how oh, you feel in different mm-hmm. hairstyles, because, you know, we feel different yeah. <laughs> when the hair is laid and slayed right. and when the hair is bunned up enough. underneath <laughs> the bonnet okay. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Um, and Nia, I just feel like you're so creative with your hair. Like, oh, thank you. I've seen you do so many different colors and, and things of that nature. So I was like, Nia's going to give me a... Like a different perspective, yeah. a creative perspective. She brings the wigs out. Exactly. Oh, Come on, fire wigs too, girl. Oh, Stop it. it. Come on. Thank you. Come on, Nia, girl. <laughs> and Kaz, I feel like we're similar as far as we're like natural, but you still go into different hairstyles. I know you straightened your hair previously, but for the most part, I thought we were both going to have a similar perspective because uh-huh. we're natural majority of the time. Yeah. Um, even though locks are, we're all natural, but different types of yeah, natural. different types of natural. Types right. of natural yeah. yeah. That is key. And everyone, I'm Amani. If you're not familiar with uh, my hair, which I have discussed or will discuss previously in another episode, but um, I've been natural since 2014. Wow. Actually, I don't know. It depends on what you define as natural because I we, never had a relaxer. We should talk about that. You never had a relaxer? No, you never had a relaxer. relaxer. My mom wasn't on that. She really? was like, no. But she I straightened my hair. Must be I, nice. Ooh, give me those focus. <laughs> She knew. Wow. She knew, but she, we straightened my hair because, yeah. um, as you can see, she was not about to deal with all this. Oh wait, where are you from? Oh, I'm from LA. I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, California. y'all don't have humidity out there. But yeah. this is the thing, LA, and this goes into that conversation. LA, everyone, how do I define this? LA is an amazing place to live. I love LA, but there are some underlying tones that mm. people don't talk about. Mm. Well, we gonna talk about. We gonna talk about. We gonna talk about. We gonna talk about. We gonna talk about it. <laughs> But yes, I've been natural. I actually decided to go natural when I went away to school in Maryland mm. at Bowie State University, my alma mater, you know, my HBCU. Come on, shout it out. Um, Come on, Georgia State. Yeah, yeah. Jersey State. Jo- Georgia State. Oh, <laughs> we from Atlanta. Okay. ATL. In the building. But um, yeah, it was but it was because of the change in environment. I felt mm. more comfortable to go natural and to wear my hair out in LA. Although this is how I knew natural, the natural movement was big because it made its way to Los Angeles. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, y'all, y'all know. not y'all, straighten y'all hair out LA here? Yes. some real different they So, are. like, <clears throat> well, we are, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but before we get into the conversation, I did want to talk about some recent news that took place in the hair world, texture world, black people world. I just wanted us to talk about what's going on in certain events. So, um, First, I don't know if you guys have seen this young girl. Her name is Justice Tanisha. Mm-mm. She's on Instagram. She's seven years old, and she makes hair care videos, hairstyling videos. Oh, let me the tell you. the tender age of seven? Seven. And let me tell you, I saw one video. She was pressing her hair. I was like, goodness gracious. I can't even press my hair right. at this okay. tender age of 25. <laughs> and it was still, like, she still had healthy hair. It was still, like, you know, shrinkage was there. And her, her name is Justice Tanisha. And um, I was like, man, a lot of stuff she doing. I'm still trying to figure out. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I got. Oh, hair she's inspo. a baby. She is. We oh, talking, honey. Not she's not in double digits yet. <laughs> she looked like a baby. Like she, you know, it's like some of these little girls be looking like they grown. Mm-hmm. This, she, she looked like a child. Oh no, she's so cute. With her little, go ahead, girl. Mm-hmm. With her and nine posts. Right. I still can't do that. Now. She's too cute with it. <laughs> And it's crazy because I'm actually, that's another episode. We're we going to talk about that, too, because I think uh, we need to start allowing our younger, you know, our youth, our 
and kids to embrace their embrace hair. and to yeah. take ownership of their hair too we need to start telling these little girls that we love their hair yourself. in public mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. need it to be a public recognition right. because yeah. there are so many negative um opinions and stereotypes around what the black woman's hair should look like especially in a professional setting mm. so amen let me tell you guys and that goes into our <clears throat> the second piece i wanted to bring up so in california mm. the california state senate just passed a bill that would ban discrimination based on hair associated with your race in 2019 in, in 2019. 2019 but didn't just in georgia i think uh, a boy got uh denied a job opportunity because he had extreme dreads yep. yeah. in 2019. Yeah. yeah, you heard about yeah. that? It's a lot going on. Yeah. But um but no, kudos to California even though it is 2019, you still got it. You you <laughs> you passed it. <laughs> that's good, but it's called the Crown Act. Create a respectful oh, and cute. open that's workplace for natural hair. I love that's it. That's key. Yes, and shout out to um Los Angeles Senator Holly J Mitchell cuz she was the one, you know, behind getting the bill passed and Come really on, getting Holly. it okay. up. And we running. need that. We need that. And um, we need it. <laughs> it's because 2019. It's 2019. Yeah. And then on top of that, she brought up a good point. When you Google search unprofessional hairstyles, <laughs> our hair come up. Our, our, our mm. hair up. Like, what kind of yeah. mess is that? Mm. And it's popping. I'm like, I'm professional. What, what you talking about? It's a bomb. What, what, you, what, you mean? Like, what do we define <laughs> as unprofessional, though? You know, like, they know. have to have something that's very specific towards the way that people of color mm-hmm. wear their hair because mm-hmm. i'm assuming if it's not straight then fine you yeah, know then basically. it's unprofessional because i don't i don't understand like they have such strict guidelines at least in what i understand professional in a workplace setting mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. and um no i totally agree with you even at where uh we work <laughs> oh, i have one i, I have one encounter i have one encounter um you know, typically for everyone listening in, I wear my hair. I do a wash and go um, majority of the time, maybe twist outs here and there, whatever. But most of the time my hair is out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, one week I decided to wear my hair up in a bun. And that <laughs> the day one of the girls that I typically work with, she was like, oh, your hair looks so nice and tidy today. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh thank you. Sis. Okay, girl. Sis. And the crazy sis. thing about it is it's like, the the woman who said it, she I would think she would have more of a progressive mindset. Yeah. Um just because of the they type of person do. she is. You're right. <laughs> they never do. They never do. <laughs> but um, you know, and it, I don't know, it didn't really impact me. When it comes to my hair, I'm like, listen, if you got you a problem with it, you go get what you're gonna get. You you gonna get. get. Yeah. You I'm not about to put it. What extra comes work. out this bonnet? It's, it's what, what you, you get. get. <laughs> exactly. And if I feel like making it cute, it's maybe cute. And if it's not, girl, I'm still doing my job. So what you want from me? Exactly. <laughs> but I will say I haven't had, and, and share you guys' um, you know, experiences too, but I haven't had with any, uh, I haven't had any other incidents, you know, with my hair. I've only had mm. one, um, and it was outside of work. I was actually at the airport. Mm-hmm. I'm was in the process of missing my flight and um i'm stressed on the plane or not on the plane on the train to get to the plane um so i'm stressed and i'm trying to mind my business but it i had a lot of internal conflicts going on so i wasn't paying attention to my surroundings per se and this little short asian lady comes up and she because i'm facing like the door and i'm literally like Mm -hmm. begging to the lord please don't let me miss this flight and this little Asian lady comes up and she taps me on the back of my on my shoulder and she uh, I turn to her she has like a like purple tinted hair 
um, which I thought was very like eccentric, especially for the Asian culture. And um, she was like, what is your what's on your head? And I was like, it is dreads. These are dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. These are these are what you call locks. And so like I tell I didn't take it offensively because I looked at her like who she was and how she dressed. It was very eccentric. It was very funky. You know, she mm-hmm. had on loud colors. And so I think she was more so interested mm-hmm. at like because she's probably never seen that before. And it wasn't necessarily like racist mm-hmm. or like yeah. anything that was stereotypical. She was genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. So at first when she asked me, I looked at her like, like, Excuse me. Yeah. What do you, right. What do you mean? What mm-hmm. is this? But um, once I like actually examined like who she was and kind of assessed that situation, I kind of scaled back in my offense and I was mm-hmm. just like, let me educate you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like um, for me, I'm kind of always prepared to go to war for like how I define my hair yeah. because mm-hmm. I understand that there's a stereotype around you know having mm-hmm. dreads. You mm-hmm. know, there's so much like even in the military like. They only yeah. recently started like letting people yeah, wear their like, dreads because yeah. before you had to cut them, you know. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I'm naturally defensive because I know this is not necessarily something that is acceptable <clears throat> social in within yep. anywhere yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it was like an educational moment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was probably the only true interaction I had with someone who genuinely didn't understand my hair. Yeah. I did have a relative one time too, of color of color who had another, like, her cousin or her sister was sitting across from me, and she had sister locks. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, what is that? Like, are these twists? Yes, and I'm like, fuck. your mm-hmm. sister is right here. And yeah. she got whole-ass 10-year-long yes. sister locks. Mm-hmm. And you asking me what this is? Yeah. yeah. But you people, know. you know, sister locks, they look a little different. But they, but yeah, you're right. They look a little different, but they still are underneath still the locks. same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still locks Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but that's my only time I've ever experienced. Like, okay. Shit. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got some? Or, or you I mean, mine's has mainly been at work. And really? Yeah. Like, one time, I remember when I first got to work, Um, I want to say this was like literally like a month or two in. I changed my hairstyle. I went from having an afro mm-hmm. that was on my like ID to wearing a wig. And this guy who like works in my area, he was like, he like noticed it. And he was like, oh my God, Nia, your hair looks just so nice. I was just like, like I almost wanted to like go off and I was like no I remember where I'm at right now so <laughs> I was just like mm, thanks mm-hmm. and then like when I first went natural um, my family they definitely didn't understand because they, they, they don't we'll talk about it later but they definitely were just like what's going on with your hair isn't mm-hmm. that crazy how like your own family yeah. doesn't understand like your hair process yeah because yeah. if I think I don't want to get on a tangent <coughs> but like my mama and him <coughs> growing <coughs> up yes <laughs> Mama and them, uh, growing up, they've always permed their hair. They've mm-hmm. always relaxed it. So, like, even though they've had hair, like, styles, or their hair had the potential to be, like, full-blown-out, beautiful afros, they would prefer to straighten it and keep it in that state, even mm-hmm. until this day. So, when I remember locking my hair up, my mama was like, what? What is you don't want to straighten. You don't want to yeah. get your hair pressed anymore. Mm-hmm. You mean you don't want that blowout? I'm like, no, mom. This is horrible for my hair. Actually, it's yeah. horrible for yours too. But um, yeah. I think it's so interesting, like how family members still mm-hmm. don't understand, like, or they yeah. don't fully embrace. Um, I guess I'm thinking from like a a generational, like older generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't really. Embrace I also it. think it's also like uh like a regional thing as well because at least for me, being from the south, 
even though no one likes to say Virginia's the South, but hello. I part of Virginia is the South. Hello. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, girl. Um, <laughs> it's like everybody's so used to, at least for me at a very young age, like how you say you never had your hair perm. I had my hair perm starting at like, I want to say seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Because That's of the normal, fact that though. yeah, and it's normal, and it's normal for that because it's just like, you know, you're like, and even before then, I was getting like press, hot yeah. combs, yeah. Mm-hmm. all that because comb. my mom was like, you know, she's a single black mom, comb. she doesn't know how to do her own hair, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, I have a lot of thick hair, and so she's just like, I don't know what to do with it. Something's so gonna do what I know what to do and just straighten it or whatever. And so we, so like, <clears throat> so at least growing up in the south, and it's awful. My friends too. We've always grown up having our hair like straightening, like that's like the more like better or like prettier way to like wear your hair. And so it's kind of just like I was just so used to seeing that until I want to say until I until I got to my HBCU Hampton, you know, shout out to the gang. I, I, I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but even Hampton themselves, they still have a level of um respectability politics but mm-hmm. they still have that same kind of like oh yeah you can wear your natural hair but if you're around if you're around you know certain people mm-hmm. you should have it a certain way and so it's always been like a constant like back and forth thing and so it took me a minute to have to kind of like sit down myself and say okay what do I want to do with my hair mm-hmm. yeah what do I want to do with my natural hair and so I think it's just been kind of a journey since I, ever since and I've just been going to like different phases of it I think yeah. it's um right now black people and and people of color in general but black people specifically we're going through a time of unlearning to relearn mm-hmm. yeah uh, yes. yes and so you're going to a lot of things a yeah. lot of things it's, a lot of different things yeah. cuz even separately from hair you're starting to see a lot of um our people trying to take back ownership financially oh yeah. yeah i see a Girl. black business coming up every other day even if it's mm-hmm. not like an official business like mm-hmm. oh they they went yeah, into the, back the block. right, yeah. but they they're starting something and that it's starting to get turned. Buying but back the block, yeah. rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Yep. Come on, man, yep. rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So um, back to yeah. But I think it's an unlearning to relearn process. Yeah. We have a generation before us, or even generations mm-hmm. before us, yeah. that are yep. used to the creamy crack. Yeah. The King mm-hmm. Killer. That was actually a name. The King of, Killer. That's my first time hearing that one. King mm-hmm. Killer. That was an old school name of a, a relaxer back in the day. And um, we're in an unlearning to relearn process. So you're starting to see a lot of more, a lot more people mm-hmm. embracing their natural hair. And, and mm-hmm. also, it's just too hot to be out here spraying my hair every two oh, weeks. Listen, listen, global warming is a thing. And <laughs> it's getting uh, hotter and hotter. Are we accrediting? Oh, okay, I thought you were accrediting <laughs> perms and straightening no. hair with global it's warming. It's just getting too hot. Like, Look, year over year. Chemicals, chemicals yeah, going up in the air. <laughs> Yo, it is hot. I wonder if there's like a, you know, a, a correlation between emotion and, and your, your hair. Like... I, I don't know how, how to really go that. into this, but I don't know. I, I, because, wanna... like, I know some people like they say like, oh, if a woman cuts her hair, that means she's going to like a change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's what, what I hear. Say. Like that's saying a lot. Start over. They say yeah. that a lot. I mean, I feel like there may be. I I think there is a correlation between cutting your hair or doing things to your hair in emotion. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh y'all, look, I'm not the <laughs> emotional type, <laughs> but a boy broke my heart one year in in college, and um, I was so distraught i was like looking at myself in the mirror i'm like bitch how'd you get here mm-hmm. how are we here right now <laughs> just sobbing like <laughs> um and i cut my hair off the next day mm-hmm. and i was like wow this is great this is this is 
all I've ever needed. So mm-hmm. I think there is a correlation. It doesn't have yeah. to be associated with like heartbreak, for instance, yeah. you know, but like there's definitely yeah. like women will cut their hair off for like a fresh start mm-hmm. or like women will do like moderate or drastic changes to their hair in the, in the spirit of like creating a new identity for mm-hmm. themselves, you yeah. know, like a self growth. Yeah. Right, I'm feeling the change. So let I'm, me mm-hmm. let me just let me just fully it's, embrace it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, there's reason, but there's definitely a correlation between emotion and mm-hmm. like hair changes mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. Yeah. I know for me when I started locking my hair up, I was mm-hmm. tired. Like I hate spending money on wigs, weaves, installations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that came along with Can it. Can we put some numbers to that? Because I don't think people understand. The let's hair see. industry is a billion Bro, dollar industry. Let's see. And no wins start yearly. at 150. Okay. Start. But in certain areas, quality, start if you want, at 150. But let's not. So natural hair is expensive too. Okay. Let's, let's, let's run it up. A good shampoo, probably like a good $15. A good condition of 30 Like. But, Okay, valid, valid. But I mean, when I'm looking at some of my friends or just people that I know, you know, you got to buy the hair. Yeah. Then you got to, you know, the beautician is going to put install the hair. You still got to pay for the wash. I can break it down. Come on, Nia. Install is 150. Mm -hmm. Hair, depending on length, will probably cost you about between 200 and 350. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's already. I'm bad with numbers, but you know what it means. <laughs> one fifty plus three is about three fifty. You know what it is. <laughs> and then on top of that, you probably got to get it redone at some point. Get it tight. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. You do. There's you do. Too you many. do. There's too many. Many. Not even like too many, got too it. many you know that are saying. trying to let it last the entire decade. Okay. That's four fifty already. Okay. Yeah. And then getting it redone, probably like a mm, hundred if you got a good girl. Um. So and then you get it taken down, which is about a good one fifty probably too. So to take it to down. Take down. <laughs> See, look, let me tell you something. Is, does that include this the braids? This is why I don't have it. Like, <laughs> no, this why is including the braids and stuff. Okay. Lord, Lord, so that's $700. And like the span of like mm, maybe that, two, three months. And Ooh. is that even, is that like starting? <laughs> or are we yeah. talking about just that's like that's quality? Like 150 that's when I said the install is like baseline. Your, your good girlfriend <laughs> in the um, salon with her own little suite trying to be cute. Like that's, <laughs> see, look. Where I'm from, Atlanta, right? Oh, I know it's expensive. <laughs> Girl, I know it's expensive. LA, I know it's expensive. Listen, <laughs> Being from Atlanta, so I had dread for like three years, right? Um, but beforehand, I was getting installs regularly. So um, I realized at that time, being in Atlanta, that we had a lot of stylists out there that would give you that bomb install, but they weren't taking care of your natural hair, mm. which was an added expense because, yeah. you know, you take your out and you damn near bald. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> so and, it's like. And that's a good point. There's a lot of, let me not say a lot. It could be protective. But there are some stylists out there. It's protective, quote if we, unquote. If we really look at, um, you know, cosmetology school, they, I don't, there's no criteria for teaching you how to take care of textured hair. Mm-hmm. Nope. So it's just like, okay, we got all these stylists. They're licensed. Great. I'm happy you are, but. Are you licensed to take care of Natural yeah. hair. That's the thing. That's, that's what was missing at the time, like, when I was doing my installs, was knowing that mm-hmm. I really wanted to get a really great look, and I could get that look, and I could mm-hmm. pay for that look, but my hair underneath was, was crumbling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my last install, before I started locking my hair up, I have pictures. Um, homegirl. She braided it so close to my scalp Mm -hmm. that when I took that install out, because I only had it in for like two weeks because it was that uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. I had like this super red patch that like pulled all of Mm -hmm. my edges out. 
and I was yeah. like, this is it. Like, I can't do this anymore because mm-hmm. I'm paying so much yeah. money to invest in a look and you're not even taking care of my natural state, you no, know? Yeah. And that's what I get. And so that's what I came across a lot of in Atlanta. Now, granted, three years later, I'm sure that there has been a like a great progressive, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. movement around rallying behind the natural black woman. Oh, Therefore, yeah. they're putting more investments into the products, mm-hmm. into like taking care of the natural hair before doing installs. Which is great, but it took a lot of trial and error, and I felt like I was a part of that trial and error because, like, oh, definitely. you know, Same. like, I I couldn't wear wigs, or not wigs, I couldn't wear weaves after a while because, like, it was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. They were not taking mm-hmm. care of my hair. So yeah. um, I think that there's become a more, there's more emphasis on mm-hmm. the natural black woman these days mm-hmm. because so many of us are making that transition over. Mm-hmm. And I think these stylists are starting to figure out, okay, there's money there. We should probably, you know, mm-hmm. there are certain, they they like certain, some of them, I won't say all, some of them like, you know, the easier That's a good hair. point. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Because for someone like me who has like tight forehair, it mm-hmm. is extremely hard to find a hairstylist who knows how to work with my hair. Mm-hmm. I That's just found one point. in Dallas. I don't know if I'm going to find one in Virginia. Like, because of the fact that they see my hair and they're just like, ooh, this is too much. And I'm just like. Well, girl, what you want me to do with it? It's my hair. Like, right. right. And so I think it's just the fact that I think they find, like, type 3 hair. They're like, oh, okay, great. This can this is tangle up easily. This. We can manipulate it. And then, like, on top of that, it's like when they see my hair also, they're just kind of like, oh, well, how can I manipulate this to make it more manageable? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, don't do that because right. of the fact that my hair is a certain way for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to learn how to also – work with type 4 hair because mm-hmm. believe it or not there's more women like me with type 4 hair than any, than any other type of hairstyle right mm-hmm. me hair type no mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you there and I think it just goes back to the what what are they trained to do yeah because right? um, if they're not trained to take care of textured hair then it's like why are you doing like, textured and, hair and, I mean you can try to trace that all the way back because mm-hmm. I'm not a hairstylist, but mm-hmm. I would like to assume that they were trained by people who have been hairstylists for many years. Mm-hmm. And I would like to assume that they never really saw like the 4C hairstyle or the hair texture yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So like I think, like you said earlier, it's a process of unlearning and mm-hmm. relearning um, to learn how to deal. Because so many more black women are going to that natural state, mm-hmm. especially women with the 4 anything, the 4C hair Four texture mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So like that's... There's money there, one, but two, there's just like, there's an opportunity there that these hairstylists can definitely take advantage of yeah. um, simply by learning the, just learning it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And they're missing out on great opportunities for people who are really trying to like take better care of their hair, yeah. you know? So, you know what I hear? I'm hearing a bunch of gaps that need solutions. So, if anyone out there is listening, this is a perfect time for you to yes. start up your own school to Ooh. teach about how to take care of textured hair because what i'm hearing is that the cosmetic like you know there's a bunch of schools that you know offer cosmetology um as a as a degree or licensing people to get their licenses licensing people to get their licenses (laughs) (laughs) to get their licenses let's put that next to my college degree yes (laughs) but um no but it it almost makes me feel like they didn't acknowledge our hair you know, you're yeah, teaching your what you're teaching people to do is how to manage chemicals, how to cut, but you're not teaching them how to manage our hairstyles. At least yeah. to my understanding, you know, maybe you, that's a that's 
that's another topic to have on here. Bring in a hairstylist and see what do you actually do in cosmetology school? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I want to know. You're right. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's we very. Need know. We need to yeah. know. Yeah. Let me know. We deserve to know. We deserve to know. Mm-hmm. But it makes me. It, it almost makes me feel and think that they didn't acknowledge our hair while creating the criteria or learning yeah. plan for. Oh, never cosmetology school and yeah, it, no. it shows because people don't really know how to handle texture hair yeah. Yeah, no. listen I'm not even gonna sit here and act like I know how to because I'm still learning every single okay. day <laughs> so mm-hmm. look I, I'm on YouTube like okay let me see what they doing over here girl like, you can yeah. trust YouTube I know YouTube I is such a great girl, university my hair style always tells me not to trust YouTube what? YouTube because, uh-huh. look you don't know when when they did that no. hairstyle, what products they use. They could just be, you know. What's favorite for real, for real hair type? Like, you don't know. The thing about YouTube <laughs> that I have a problem with is that the people that get the most likes, or I don't even know what word to use, but the most views, views subscriptions, and, whatever yeah. it may be, are typically people that have a certain hair type. Mm. Yeah, that's a right. certain hair type, yep. and and have a certain yep. hair length. You know, so right. I don't watch YouTube hair videos mm-hmm. because I don't need to. But mm-hmm. um, that's very interesting. No, that's very very true. Because and it's so funny because I have a friend. And all this is based off of genetics. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, no, my I, I know my hair grows honestly pretty long. But that's just to be real. My family we're kind of like some hairy people. Yeah, so <laughs> we just grow hair quickly. And so I know that a lot of people, like, if they comment on my hair, they're thinking, like, oh, what are you doing to your hair to make it grow so long? I'm like, girl, this like is in the family. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not that, a special medicine tool or whatever. That's really that's good. And that's, that what's, s- that's oh, go very ahead. true because, and a lot of times I think what you have to do is find people that are at a similar state that you're at mm-hmm. and watch them because you can get fooled, like you said, by looking at all these people and having all these aspirations. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, one day my hair can look like that. When in actuality, like there has always been like that or whatever the case may be. So I definitely feel that. You know, the tech in me <coughs> thinks about algorithms. <laughs> what algorithms about, she coming up with? Like, I think about because, you know, well, I don't know, but I want to assume that there is an algorithm behind the way that like certain oh, videos sure. are like proposed to certain people, you yeah. know? Oh, sure. And so I think about the ones that do get like all of those views, mm-hmm. like Instagram, for instance, the people who are very active and they do like certain things, there's an mm-hmm. algorithm behind that. Yeah. So oh, when, yeah. they per- when they post something, mm-hmm. it's the first Shoot. Thing you see on the yeah, yeah shoots to the true. top of their timeline. So I feel like there's something very similar going on with YouTube, but their algorithm is not necessarily uh, culturally modified to where mm-hmm. it shows you know just um, the culturally friendly videos per mm-hmm. se. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So like, I know for me when I was first starting out doing natural hair, YouTube was like it kind of helped me, but then it was also like, girl, I can't find anybody with my hair type. Like, mm-hmm. And on top of that, it was like, everybody was going natural around the same time, and it was like, everybody didn't know what they were their, doing. Their algorithm, <laughs> I feel like, I'm not going to make this tech, I'm not, but <laughs> I feel like a lot of tech algorithms do not cater to the black people. Oh, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's apparent. And even with this yeah. new AI stuff coming out, you Ooh, see. Come on, AI. Tell you me see about it. This sounds like a fun conversation. <laughs> like, I, I kind of want to explore it. It has nothing to do with hair, <laughs> but I kind of want to explore it. But you know how, like, it's, like, um, kind of singling out mm-hmm. African Americans. Yeah. And, or not, right? Yeah. So and yeah. I feel like most of the That's, time it is not, but it is in a weird, weird, like weird way. Like 
they're able to capitalize off of um, yeah. certain aspects yeah. of our culture mm-hmm. to, oh, per, to push their products. Like, um, gosh, who is it? So, uh, how do you pronounce it? Um, Suave. Suave, mm-hmm. for instance. They completely changed the branding. Because we're buyers. The, yeah, they they oh, changed yes. the branding of their hair products to look a lot like Shea Moisture mm-hmm. right now. I'm about to say, have you noticed that whenever companies want to um, cater to black people, they always change their packaging to gold? <laughs> yeah, gold, 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 gold to represent gold the natural like, hair. But Suave did that. Like, they, so for like their natural line, mm-hmm. quote unquote, they mm-hmm. almost completely mimic what Shea Moisture has. So it looks, I'm, to me, identical to yeah. what Shea mm-hmm. Moisture offers. And I'm like, it's crazy how yeah. when they want to cater to us, they will. But for the most part, they do not. And it's, I feel like there's a lot of algorithms based off of that, based off of AI. And we have to realize how much power we have. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. once we all decided to go natural, we are buyers. We are, buyers. We are one buyers. billion dollar industry. Culture and let me tell you, we probably majority of that one billion yeah. as women, you know, yeah. um, as, as African-American women, black women. But uh, we have to realize that these companies will they'll change for a buck. I have a question. Go ahead. <clears throat> My question is as follows. Do you guys realize that like a lot of the beauty supply stores are not owned by us even oh, though yeah. we are the yeah. biggest buyer? Yeah. Yeah. Who, are, who are they owned by? Asians. Asian. Yeah. Asian. Asian. I, I didn't like, want to say Chinese but it's like Asians. Yeah, I just said a general Asian. The yeah. Asians done figured some shit out <laughs> and they own like a lot of the ways oh, that yeah. we access our own product. Because mm-hmm. beauty is never going away so that's never. an industry that well, people ever like heat like makeup, hair, nails, Nails, boy. Nails. Profit. Look, and it's because society has a certain standard for women and women have to live up to it or or choose to live up to it, right? Especially African-American women. You're right there, but I think it's it's more than that. I think we're not, we're not starting. We're not, we're not taking that ownership of, Mm -hmm. of, you know, getting into that market. Cultural ownership. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. There is a standard for us. Let's get into that next. But um, (laughs) there's also, we're, like I said before, we're, I'm starting to see a new black business every day. So we're, we're starting, we got the inches running, but you know, we, we got to chuck it, chuck it. See, we got, we got to do it smart. We just yeah. can't all be out here trying to start businesses. You have to do it smart. You got to be yeah. strategic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't just be up here chugga chugga chugga. Right. But um, w- good point, Cass. What is that standard that... It- <laughs> okay. So I actually, I have something that's okay. on my mind. Come and on, I come on. Let it out. I don't like. I don't like that I get treated a certain way by our own men. <laughs> Depending on my hair, girl. Like, oh, we gonna talk about when my, hair, when my hair is out. I'm like, hi, queen. Listen, that, that's that's how they come up to me. Hi, queen. Yo, girl, are you queen? weaker than weak? <laughs> but but it also in a depends <laughs> because, like, for me, if I go out my natural hair, for some reason, all guys are scared of me. But if mm. I go out like my wig, then it's like, oh, hey, what's up? And it's like, yo. What's up with that? It's crazy. Listen, let me tell you something. I unintentionally did an experiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I first started locking my hair up, you have what they call the burnt Cheeto phase. My friends, it is not pleasant. <laughs> the, it's horrible. Yeah. They look exactly how I described it. They are burnt Cheetos. <laughs> um, and so during that phase, I could not do anything with my hair because it was very short yeah. and it was very 
um, it's nothing you can do. It's untainable. You Thank know, God for growth. Huh. Yes. And Ooh. so I would wear wigs. So, but it would mm-hmm. be on and off. You know, I yeah. wouldn't wear a wig every day. Some days I would wear my my dreads out. Some days mm-hmm. I wouldn't. <clears throat> and the days that I would wear my wigs, oh my gosh! Like, let's say I took a selfie, posted it on Instagram, versus I take a selfie with my dreads and put it on Instagram in my my beginning days. The you can like it is such a huge difference mm-hmm. between the kind of guys that you attract with yes. that look versus the guys you attract with the natural look. Yes. Yes. Black men and our natural hair is a really funky, like yeah. weird line. Like mm-hmm. I I mean it's crazy because like you we hear so much about guys like harping on loving black women in their natural state. their natural state. But like what is the natural state defined you, as yeah. in their minds, you know? So like for me, I'm like, oh, you don't it's not that you love like my kinky little nappy mm-hmm. twist right now. You yeah. you like it when um I look exactly like Nia Long without her makeup on. Yeah. You know? Basically. And that is unrealistic for like ninety nine point nine percent of us, you know? Um, black men and our hair and our, our appearance it's is a something. Weird relationship. It's, it's a weird, weird relationship. It, it is. I think so. For me, kind of to counter that, I get a lot of times. Oh, is that your hair? Like, is is that yeah. really your hair? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, um, what are you trying to say here? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm confused. And especially like when I straighten my hair, people are like, "Wow, like, is that a wig?" Excuse me. Excuse me. All right. I see what. It's to be expected of people of not of a darker hue. But when it becomes a question of the people of your own hue. Yeah. What do you mean? Is this a wig? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. You of all people. Like, no. And the question. See, this just goes in. Oh, like, what are you mixed with? Oh, black. Yeah. Black mixed with black. People. Exactly. People try to tell me. No, you're not. No, like, you got some Indian. Excuse me, I look at my parents. No, you look almost every day. <laughs> yes, I get. Th- I've literally had people tell me like, "No, like, you're not." Your well, and that's disrespectful. Very disrespectful. But you know what? We don't have any guys in the room. Well, we have. We do have spiders in the room, but we don't have like the men <laughs> we're talking spider. about. <laughs> the you know. Um, but I will say, I can understand why they would question: Is that a wig? Now, for you to ask me, is that all my hair, that and the other? And there's a, a certain way you can ask, you know? It, yeah. It's it's not, you don't have to just what I say. That's I, would, what, I, would, I would love for us to have, like, a, a black guy on this podcast oh, just for, like, that's, an that's, interview. We got the whole list. Come on. Ah! I need to bring him on because I need to understand. Yes, episode two. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is something about the hair, like what's presentable what's not presentable yeah i mean we got it from the workforce standpoint we have it from like our own people standpoint you know like there's so many women because even like some women are still not movement. i told y'all earlier like one of my like my dad's girlfriend's cousins uncles brothers whatever she is (laughs) (laughs) um she has like a sister who's like 10 years sister locked Mm -hmm. and i came to have like holiday dinner with them one year and she was like, "Oh, what are those twists? What are what are those, right. girl? Your sister I hate when right it gets here. on the head. They like right. you, you know what it is. And so like <laughs> it's crazy this? because it's amongst our own people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like where to me, I started getting to the question of like where where were you raised? How were you raised? Because like how have you not gone your whole life and seen. not seen exactly what's on my head before? Like it, to for our own culture, 
our hair should not be a surprise mm-hmm. and so, it should not be a question. Mm-hmm. This, you know, we're talking about, there's so many conversations coming out of this, but the main focus is the identity of black women's hair specifically. But as a culture, we we're still trying to understand our identity and yeah. that includes mm-hmm. our hair, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and, and that's the reason why conversations like this are important. Cause I don't think we understand how big hair is for us because as black women, like oh, we yeah. don't play about our hair no. and yeah. it is big it's like up there. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. up there. We will, I, there are, there are women that they, we won't go out. If, mm-hmm. if, if our, our hair, hair isn't done, if our hair yeah. isn't done, yeah. you know. I remember as a kid, my mom was like, "Oh, you going out with your hair like that? Right. Yeah, you you you're not going. Mama, you going to put a comb to? No, you no. going to put a brush to it? Right. Yeah. Maybe. Put don't, a little product on that. You just yeah. got your hair done. Don't like, sweat it out. Going, when I was first going <laughs> natural, mom was like, what you, "What you doing with all this? What you doing with that?" I'm like, "I don't know what I'm doing with it. Just let me figure it out." Mama, you that's real. When I went natural, my mom was like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" I'm like, "Yes." And I transitioned, like I went yeah, from, same. Like, I yeah, so chop. I didn't do Big Chop. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about our transition story. Yeah, I think the yeah, best. Okay, I yeah. do want to shout out my mom real quick because she was very supportive. She was. Come on, progressive mom. Yeah, she was very supportive. I will say she knew there was going to be a time period where yeah. I might look like a little chicken head, but she was very <laughs> supportive of me making that decision. I remember the day I tried to like... I transitioned, but I one day I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm just going to cut it all off. I remember that day. I cut it all off. And she was like, your hair looks shorter than usual. I said, no, it's just the shrinkage. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was just really trying to like, I was, low key, I was trying to hide it. I was like, oh, I didn't cut my hair. Why know? would you try to hide it? Though? You know, I, I didn't know. I didn't. I think I wasn't ready at the time to, yeah. even though I did it, sometimes I do stuff without really thinking Impulsive. of the, yeah. it's like yes. Yeah. And so when I actually did it, it was like, dang. This because it was like I feel you. It was like this when I locked my hair up that first night after I got back from the lady who did like my little two strand twist. I cried for like three hours, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, this I'm like all of my insecurities are bubbling up at like the same time. Things that I didn't even know that I would be insecure about. Like I didn't realize how much emphasis I put on my hair until Mm -hmm. I chopped it and locked it up. I'm telling you, like oh my god, I cried in my because it's almost like you're like confronting yourself too at the same yes. time yes. which yeah. isn't accepted right yeah. so all this time my been problem like, was like yeah. how will people view me yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i didn't realize that that mattered to me until yeah. like until, until that moment mm-hmm. that yeah. i decided to do because you've always drastic. had your hair to exactly. to cover like, things up exactly. yeah yeah because yeah. i remember when i did that transition like slowly but surely like literally i had a little afro that was like Ooh, child. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I can't even talk. I couldn't even, like, put it in a... And I always wore my hair in a bun. I did this in college. Yeah. Always wore my hair in a bun. Yeah. Literally, like, I couldn't even put it in a bun. I was like, Mom, <laughs> my life is over. <laughs> I can't even... I can't even go nowhere. And, like, I didn't... I never had braids at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like, I never... I still, to this day, haven't had a weave, haven't experimented with wigs. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like... When Hell, did, what can I do, I do with my hair? There's no hairstylist that know how to no. detect yeah. your hair. So I'm and I was in Boston. So, so I was like, you, whoa. Kath, when did you do that? Like, when did that transition My start? junior year of college. Mm-hmm. College was such a important time it was yeah. for black women. Junior year of college. And my mom was like, are you sure you want to do that? I was we like, learned. yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Look, it's powerful. It really is. I mean, there's so much power behind our hair Mm -hmm. and how we hold it to a certain standard and how we expect it to be viewed in the eyes of other people. Like our hair is so important to our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we realize it or not, you know, like 
I cut the back of my dreads off, like the back mm-hmm. part of it. The nape, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's just, I had a tension problem, but now I'm trying to grow it back. And I'm just like, oh my God, what did people look at it? And they're like, and they see it and mm-hmm. they feel a kind of way. And I'm like, you know, it's not that deep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like. <clears throat> There is a process to unlearn mm-hmm. a lot yeah. that you mentioned earlier. Like, that's my favorite thing. Unlearn to unlearn. relearn. Yeah. Let's call yeah. the podcast this. Or like this episode. <laughs> unlearn, unlearn to, to relearn. relearn. That's it. Like no, that's real. Um, but like, it's a whole process because like anytime you do anything crazy to your hair, it's just like, and I'm, when I say crazy, I just mean like any changes. It's like it attacks any insecurities you had, any assumptions you've had, mm-hmm. any anything that you know to be true about your hair. It attacks it like full force, like face on. And so I think that um, I promote like I promote black women like mm-hmm. modifying their hair in mm-hmm. any capacity. I don't oh, care yeah. if you yeah. you have like um, like a brown color hair and you want to go like platinum blonde girl. Do, do it. it. Yeah. Do it. You know, like but because I feel like not only was that going to help you like build like a better sense of who you are but it also attacks like all of the insecurities that you may have or mm-hmm. the assumptions you have around your hair you know mm-hmm. yeah no for sure yeah no, definitely yes, yeah I man completely agree with that yeah. and i think also it's like about being comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and like yeah. once you remove something that you mm-hmm. like so much coveted yeah. yeah then kind of like being vulnerable i guess yeah. to a certain extent mm-hmm. um so and I think for me, it was just the fact that now I'm, like, trying to become, like, my own person. Mm. Like, outside of, like, what my mom or, like, my family decides, like, what's acceptable and what's not. It's like, right. no. I think I this is acceptable. I don't care what you're trying to say or, like, what you think it is. I, I want to find out what makes my hair my hair. And I want right. to figure out, like, what about it, you know, what can I do with it and how can I celebrate it? Because I don't see a lot of people with my hair. And I'm like... Yeah. What can I do to like kind of like just embrace it and just also just doing different things with it? No, for mm-hmm. real, for real. And I think it's a beautiful thing, like especially to celebrate all types. So you were saying type yeah. four hair, it's not celebrated, and that's yeah. something that we need to see more and more of. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many of our young girls out there that have type, type four, four hair. hair. Yeah, it's like you don't really see and a you lot don't of see it. anybody it's crazy. with your hair type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not to say anything like bad about yeah, type three or like type it's two, all like beautiful. whatever. It's all beautiful, but. At least for me, it's like I don't, you don't see a lot of type for hair. And it, yeah. especially in the media, like Instagram. There's first so of all, much of that Instagram hair. is all a lie. First of all, Instagram, yeah. I just found out the Insta 4C lie. hair, quote unquote, be actually permanent edges to get the little edge control. Let I'm me like, tell you. Excuse me, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. me this is why I've been able to do the little swirl, swirl, swirl. Like, <laughs> that's that's a real thing. They Permanent edges and oh. you still natural. Are like, you not? That's True. wild. I don't, yeah, the curl. What wild. is it? The curl laxer or the texturizer? Texturizer. 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 Yeah. Oh. I used to do that. I used to do that. That method. That was my introduction. Uh, yeah. To, <laughs> to yeah. Perms. I was like, yeah. We're going nowhere fast. Nowhere. <laughs> I think mine was called like a vigorol or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. I remember <laughs> the smell. Oh, oh gosh. It's my. Mm. I mean, but you're right, though. Like, especially on social media. The thing is. The thing is, 4C hair exists yeah. in, like, surplus. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't see that being celebrated on, yeah. like, social media because it's not really, like, um what you would consider a trending topic or something mm-hmm. that's going to give social media yeah. influencers, like, the most likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like yeah. if they were to promote it properly, you mm-hmm. could definitely get a lot of traction behind a 4C hairstylist. Yes. And I'm yes. sure, can we so, shout some out? Yes, if you're I know. To? Okay. I was just about to. <laughs> okay. So, African, I think her name is African oh, Beauty. So, she has 4C or type 4 hair, right? Mm-hmm. But her, her hair is so long. It's so beautiful. Yeah. But, like, she shows you, like, 
through her process. Like, her hair wasn't always how it is now. Um, and she goes through her process step by step. But there's, like, so many. Yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. Like, you She's see so that pretty. Oh, that's yeah. mm-hmm. She's yes. beautiful. Um, yes. And there's a lot. There are a lot of other ones. I follow a whole bunch, but it's not type four. But, mm-hmm. you know. No, girl, I appreciate this. Like, <laughs> Listen, and, like, her old YouTube videos, right, mm-hmm. they're, like, her hair not in that state. Mm-hmm. Where like her hair is super healthy right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's flourishing. Mm-hmm. But there was, it wasn't always. Girl, like that. I know. <laughs> you know, so. I think, and I forgot the, what the name of the classifications are, but the whole one A to four C. Like yeah. honestly, there are some people that say that my hair isn't in here, so I know that that whole classification doesn't even cover all yeah. hair. You know, some people probably have. I know there are people that have tight curl patterns and mm-hmm. so we just automatically put them into this four category and it's mm-hmm. like mm, the Not products that the people are making for these hair types don't work they don't for it's all. so hard to find products for my hair because it's just like all you see is like oh coily and curly and mm-hmm. it's like no I have kinks like mm-hmm. I have really tight like zigzaggy like looking type hair mm-hmm. and it's just like you know certain products they're like dry it out or like mm-hmm. make it like super oily and it's like you know especially with like tighter coral hair we need like hydration because mm-hmm. of the fact that our, our hair is like so like tightly packed mm-hmm. and so it's like companies for some reason they don't I don't know if they just don't bring in people with type 4 hair which they probably don't they don't have diverse with, let me tell you something yeah. I'm gonna get on the tech thing do just it, do once it, more it. get on it get on it they I, mean, I don't do think not. this is a tech thing I think this is a business thing overall this might be business our business corner <laughs> Um, they don't have us sitting at our tables yeah. to talk about these things. Like, you know, I would be very interested to see who sits at the tables when coming up with the product solutions mm-hmm. for the different types of hair. Especially, yeah. I mean, I feel like especially in the hair world, if you're making hair products, you need to have a diverse yeah. like mm-hmm. board group to make these executive decisions. And I feel like it's yeah. not... I don't want to be... I don't want to say it, but I feel like it's just a whole bunch of white women sitting oh, on that definitely. and white yeah, men who have white wives you know like it's nothing specific to the Wait. black woman but they want to change they their that product black up. friend yeah because it's, like, it's not about like, the product sometimes it's not. it's not about the product it's sometimes it's about okay this is where the culture is moving or this is where the trend is going oh, yeah. so let's oh, yeah. accommodate the trend and the trend is natural hair so let's look just at, market it make it look like right, it's for natural hair but right. done that's why i'm saying suave and not all products yeah. are natural <laughs> no. no they will say that they have you know this is it's like it's like how people been slapping the organic on like product like like different types of natural or whatever to cater to 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 women of color 